Hi, everybody. This is Love Him, Love Them with Linda Gunner, where we give hope, touch lives, and change hearts. Are you tired? Are you tired? You might be watching this in the morning, the afternoon, in the night. Maybe you could be. It's in the morning. You could be tired. Do you ever get tired? Because um, lately, I, don't, I have been really, really, really tired. Right? And I don't know if it's because uh, at our end of the world, school has started back. And so I don't know if that's it. I don't know if it's because I've had some extremely emotional, stressful things happen in my life. Uh, if that's it. But... I mean, I'm just going to be real honest with you. I'm not just like physically tired. Like, I mean, I could lay my head down on this desk right here uh, and go right to sleep. (laughs) I'm not just physically tired. But to be honest with you, I'm actually tired of hearing some things, too. I am tired of hearing like one. I don't know. I, I feel like I'm the only person that deals with what I deal with, and I'm sure other people do. So if you do and you're in a position that you're watching this, that you can comment back. I would love for you to tell me, yeah, I'm tired of this or I'm tired of that or I'm tired of this and that. But one thing that really just seems to be irritating me lately is I am tired of hearing one person say something, and then five seconds or five days later, I hear somebody else say exactly the opposite about the same thing, right? To the point, I mean, if you have kids, you've probably experienced that. Or actually, if you watch two different news channels, (laughs) you might experience that. Somebody says one thing, and then somebody else says like exactly the opposite. And I'm sitting there going... What? I don't even know who to believe. I am tired of cooking meals. I'm going to tell you something. Before I came here uh, today, I had to uh, cook up some chicken and rice. I'm tired of I'm tired of cleaning the kitchen, right? I'm tired of every. It seems like every time I clean the kitchen, that's what one of my daughters. I said, "Could you help me clean?" She said, "I don't mind helping you clean the kitchen, but I'm going to tell you this is a waste of our time because as soon as we get it clean, somebody else is fixing to come in here and mess it up. That's the same reason I don't clean my room. When I clean my room, the next thing I know, my room's a mess. I was like, girlfriend, I'm I'm kind of right there with you. I'm tired of doing laundry. That's I, I am just tired of things in my life not going the way that I plan for them to go. Anybody else with me on that one? You know what? I'm tired of praying for peace in Haiti. I am. I'm tired. I'm tired of praying for relief from the gangs. I'm I, I'm I'm not sick, but I mean, I don't know why we say we're sick and tired. I'm not sick right now, but I'm tired of it. You know what else? I am tired of praying for my mom to be able to hear and her not being able to hear. And I am tired of praying for her complete memory to come back and for her recall to be what it is. I'm tired of it. I am, And the other thing I'm tired of, I am tired of getting up early to get my kids off to school. And I'm going to tell you something. They've only, been, <laughs> they've only been in school for a week and a half. Ah! And I'm tired of it. I tried to come up with an excuse, but the only thing is I started this thing. So when I had my first five kids, I got up with them every morning and did Bible study. Oh, my gosh. If you do that with your kids, can you just let me know so I can, like, worship you and say, what a great mom. So I did that with my first five kids because when they first came to me, they had not been raised in church. And so they didn't know how to have a quiet time and how to have a Bible study. And, you know, so I was going to my deal was I was training them up in the ways that they should go. Right. I'm waiting to cash in on that with a couple of them. (laughs) You might have some of you two waiting on that one. Um, But I thought I'm just going to train them on how to spend time with the Lord, how to how to get into the word. And then, you know, when they're able to read and they can do it on their own, then they'll do it. Well, I got another set of kids. Um. And I did not do that. And I kind of feel like I might 
have paid the price for that. And so this year I had this bright idea. I was like, okay, we're going to meet down just 10 minutes, just 10 minutes. I said, so we're going to meet downstairs uh, or upstairs or wherever you're coming from in the house at seven o'clock. And then from seven to seven, 10, that's my time. And then at seven 15, they, they walk out the door. So I set the alarm for seven. So then my, my son, my son goes like, you going to do that every day. (laughs) When I explained it to him, I said, I have good news and I have bad news. And they were like, yeah. I was like, yeah, the good news is we're going to do Bible study together every morning at seven o'clock. And they were like, Really? Okay, what's the bad news? The bad news is we're going to do Bible study every morning at 7 o'clock. So uh, Fred basically, I mean, I don't know if he was trying to throw shade on me or diss me, but he was like, you ain't going to make it at 7 o'clock every morning. So I'm going to be very honest with you. At like 6.20, I'm sitting there thinking, like, what what can I, what would be like a really good excuse I could do? I could just text somebody and say I'm not going to be out there to do the Bible study. But I've made it every time except for one because that was like one of my the daughters was sick and we couldn't do it. So I don't want to say, I, to be honest, I'm going to be real transparent with you. I'm really not tired of that because that is like some precious time. So if you don't do that, you should do that. I'm not, I'm not telling you to do it at 7 o'clock in the morning. You can do it whenever you want to do it. But we have, re- and I'm not, I'm only talking about stuff that, which I, this might be wrong too. <laughs> I'm only talking about stuff that like I hear them talk about. And then, like, I'm showing them where it is in the Word. Like, the other day, Marlanda told me about this. <clears throat> I have to be very careful because I just talk about everything. But I'll just say this girl in her class who said that she had anxiety. And so uh, then I just sort of listened to her tell the story that day. And then the next day, I came to the 7 o'clock Bible thing. And I was like, do you have any? Do you know, like, if one of your friends says they have anxiety, what the Bible says about that? Oh, the Bible talks about anxiety? Yes. And so um, I just used that time. And so this morning we were talking about a really um, um, interesting thing that's happened in my son's life. And I'm probably going to share that story soon, but I want to get to the other side of it first. And literally, so I have the alarm set for 7 on my phone, and then it also set at 710 so that it goes off when it's time for us to start and it's time for them to go. And when the time went off for them to go, Fred looked at me. He was like, oh, my gosh, it's already time to stop. And I thought, that's pretty stinking precious, right? Instead of them being like, how much longer do we got to talk about this? But we, it was just, just really provides us a, an amazing opportunity to be in depth with what the word says. So now I've gotten totally off topic because now that's not something I'm tired of, but I am tired of getting up. But I want to share with you the day that I decided to talk about this, which I think was, well, it was yesterday. And I have a, um, a devotion that I've had for a couple of years, I've, I've, but it's it's date, dated. Like it tells you the date to read it. So here I am complaining, you know, I'm tired about this. I'm tired about that. I'm tired about that. And then listen to what that day. So after my kids left, this is what I read because I ain't getting up before then to do my Bible study because I'd be up at four o'clock in the morning, right? So I, after they left that day, uh, this is what it says. Relax. In my healing, holy presence, allow me, and this is God speaking to me, maybe you, but this is for me, allow me to transform you through this time alone with me. Because as your thoughts center more and more on me, trust displaces fear and worry. Now, this next example, I don't know if you can see my... um, 
I don't know if you can see my book, but you see the pic. I'm, I'm an amazing artist. <laughs> but if you see on the bottom of the page, I've drawn a picture of a seesaw. And the, the devotion says, your mind is somewhat like a seesaw. Do y'all remember seesaws when we were little? We go up and down. Your mind is like a seesaw. And this is so powerful to me. This is probably just for me. But as your trust goes up, fear and worry automatically go down. Right? It's it, That's just the way it works. Time spent with me not only increases your trust, it also helps you discern what is important and what is not. Energy and time are precious, limited entities. Therefore, you need to use them wisely. Focusing on what is truly important as you walk close to me. Saturating your mind with scripture. I, I want my kids' minds to be saturated with scripture so that when somebody says, oh, I'm dealing with anxiety, oh, I'm dealing with worry, that they don't answer back and go, oh, yeah, girl, you should be anxious because that's ridiculous. Instead, they can say, let me tell you what the Bible says about anxiety. So saturate your mind with scripture, and I will show you how to spend your time and your energy, right? If I'm tired, what do I not have? I don't have any energy. My word is a lamp unto your feet, and my presence is a light unto your path. So just if you don't if you don't remember anything else, or if you're already clicked off, or if you're already ready to turn the channel, or if you're fixing to go get a cup of coffee, remember this, the seesaw. As your trust goes up, fear and worry automatically go down. So what does that also mean? If Fear and worry are up. What's down? What's down? Your trust. Your trust is in a hot mess. Okay, so I just want to go back to my ranting and my raving, right? <laughs> one of my struggles seemed to be when one person tells me one thing and another person tells me exactly the opposite. And I mean, and I can give you a thousand examples of that if you want them. Actually, more than I care to share with you, because and, and probably the reason it happens to me so much, it may not ever happen to you. Like my husband, my husband, uh, when he's driving down the highway, if somebody gets in front of him or slows down and he has to like if they if he if they pass him and then they slow down, I mean, it drives him nuts. Right. So it seems to happen to him all the time for me. I don't care. I mean, I don't care if they're in front of me, beside me or whatever. It just doesn't bother me. But it really seems to happen to him a lot. So I don't know if because it just drives me nuts when one person says something and then somebody else says something else, if that's why it happens to me so much. But um, it just, it really, really bothers me. And according to the Bible, I think now I realize what it really causes me to do is it causes me to fret. Now, I don't ever use that word. Does anybody on here ever say the word fret? I mean, that's that's like not a word I normally use. So I want to just define that for you, okay? So the word fret means to be constantly or visibly worried or anxious, right? She fretted about the cost of the groceries. And then here's, you know how when you get the definition, it lists all these other things. So listen to what fret means. Worry, be anxious, feel uneasy, be distressed. Does any of this, are you relating to this? Be upset, upset oneself concern oneself, feel unhappy, agonize, anguish, sorrow, sigh, brood, mope, fuss, make a fuss, complain, grumble, 
wine, stew. And here's the other definition of fret. When you gradually wear away something by rubbing it or gnawing it. A state of anxiety or worry. So watch this. Listen to this verse. <laughs> Psalm 37, 7. Be still before the Lord. I mean, we've all heard that, right? Be still and know that I'm God. I think that's in Psalm 34. But Psalm 37, 7 adds something to it. Listen. Be still before the Lord. Wait patiently for him and entrust yourself to him. Do not fret. Wine. That's why I looked up fret. Do not fret, whine, or agonize because, <coughs> excuse me, because of him who prospers in his way. Now, here's the thing. Usually, when somebody tells me one thing and then somebody tells me something else, like school starts tomorrow at 8, okay? So I'm planning on getting up at 8. And then all of a sudden, I get a text that school's not, they're not having school tomorrow. Okay, well, are they having school tomorrow or does it start at 8 or does it start at 7 or what's going on? That, that just drives me nuts. Do you think any of those above words would cause me to be tired? <laughs> I mean, think about it. If I'm agonizing, if I'm anguishing, if I'm upset about something, I mean, just take God out of it, right? If I'm, if I'm worried and anxious and stressful, am I going to be tired? Yes, I, it's it's going to if I'm complaining, if I'm making a fuss, if I mean, think about it when um, what's the verse? John 10, 10. I've come that you might have joy, have life and have it to the full, have an abundant life, an abundant full life. I know that everybody that's in the sound room with me right now is going to slap me because I keep hitting the microphone. So forgive me if that like bangs in your head or something. I'm sorry. I can see him like panicking and like ready to turn over here and slap me. But that's, y'all are watching, so he's not going to hit me now, right? <laughs> if I, if he does, y'all can call nine one one. Why why do we? Why am I tired? Why am I tired? I think I'm tired because I'm placing myself in a hot mess. I'm worried. I'm. I, I don't like to say. I don't want to say I'm anxious, but I do get upset. Let's just, we could just leave it at that one. Do I get upset? Yes. I get upset. I especially get upset when I say, where's my, uh, does anybody, <laughs> which maybe I should be a little bit more responsible, but for whatever reason, I have issues with keeping up with my keys and my phone. Do y'all remember that Francesca Battistelli song? Uh, I lost my keys or whatever. Yeah, that's me. All right. So usually when I'm ready to leave the house, that's all I do is I'm going through the house. Where's my phone? Where's my keys? Where's my thing? And it really stresses me out when somebody says, or I don't, I have no idea where your phone is, Mommy Linda. And then I look at them and they're on my phone. Okay. That makes me upset. And I think sometimes that the the being upset, the being the things that cause me to brood, to make a fuss, to complain, is making me tired and it's wearing me out. Do you know what Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says? I have this whole new, this whole new look on Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. So I, I was on a rant for a while with Psalm 91, but now I'm on a rant with um, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. But I want you to really grasp this. And I think the reason um, my, the, my mom's favorite verse has always been Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. So she just always like says, like, what's your favorite verse? Oh, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean down your own understanding and all your ways. Submit to him and he'll direct your paths. Okay. So you hear it so much, you don't listen to what it says. But do you know what it says? It says, do not lean on your own understanding. That's, I've, I've never grasped this part about what that means. I, I'm not sure where I, what I thought it meant before, 
Like maybe you're supposed to trust him and not, I don't know what I thought it meant. But if we, if we didn't understand something, because if we, here's the thing, if you understand something and you get it and you know everything about it, do you have to have any trust? I, I don't think you have to trust. And I've also been on this kick about we have to be quick to obey even when we don't fully understand. And I think God is like slapping that phrase back in my face because he's like, you want to be obedient in some things, but you don't want to be obedient in everything, Linda. You think you got to have every, and, and, I, and I should have asked my husband this, which I did ask Radofka the other day. We were at dinner and I was like, does it not just drive you nuts when one person tells you, she's in school right now and, and getting classes and having difficulty with the getting on the, this paperwork and that paperwork in. And, and I was like, doesn't that make you crazy when one person tells you you have to put it in this way and then another person tells you you have to put it in this way and there's two different things and you don't know what to do? Oh, Mommy Linda, I just do what they say and I really, really don't worry about it. I was like, now, is that because she's immature, she's a student, or like, does she trust God more than I trust God? And I often wonder about that, because when I don't understand, for some reason, I, I, I think I don't trust. And I'm wondering if any of the rest of you are that way. Do you... Cause do, so here's the question is, what does the word trust mean in the Bible? The Bible says that the word trust is a bold and a confident, sure security or an action that is based on security. So uh, I really think what I'm doing is I'm telling on myself because I, and I, I wonder why you're tired. Now, I don't know. I mean, we may be tired. I've, I've had issues with Merlonda this week because she seems to want to sleep, 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 sleep. And to the point that I took her to the doctor, I wanted to make sure that she didn't have a whatever, a B12, D7, 8, 9 deficiency or whatever. Because you know how we are with moms? We feel like we're doing everything wrong. So it's like, I just want to make sure, is it my fault? And basically the doctor was like, well, what time is she getting up? What time is she going to bed? And I said, mm, that's probably a, a problem. But how am I supposed to make her get up when she's supposed to get up? And how am I supposed to make her go to bed if she's not tired? And how am I supposed to do this? And how am I supposed to do that? And so, I mean, I think there are some reasons that we're sleepy and that we're tired. But my question for you is, is your whole, is your problem my problem? Or am I the only one? Am I the only one that's tired simply because I'm not trusting God? And so because I don't trust him, when I don't fully understand something, I, it's causing me to fret. And because I'm fretting, I'm unhappy, I'm distressed, my mind is working a, a hundred miles an hour. And instead of relaxing in God and literally trusting him and not leaning on what I think I need to understand, I mean, you know, there's a difference in figuring out details, and I do need to know whether or not school is at 8 o'clock or school is not. But if one person continues to tell me one thing and one person continues to tell me something else, there comes a point where I have to just relax in God's healing. And I have to literally turn it over to him. I have to, what does the seesaw say? I have to have my trust go up so my fear and my worry goes down. You know what? There is another amazing part in the Bible that tells us this. 
in Galatians 6, 9, by the way, it says, let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Because do you know, uh, have you ever seen the acronym? And I wish I had a little whiteboard here sometimes to teach to write it down. It's um, H-A-L-T. So what does that mean? Stop, halt, right? And what it says is that we are more prone to sin when we are hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. And so do you think that maybe the the father of lies, the one who is the most deceitful to us, who wants us to sin, knows exactly, what does it say? He comes around like a roaring lion looking for whom he can devour. So he can devour me much more easily when I'm hungry, when I'm angry, when I'm lonely, when I'm tired. I don't, I don't think I get lonely. Maybe I do, and I don't realize it, but lonely is not a big problem for me. <laughs> I think when you have as many kids as I do, you'd be seeking some lonely time, right? Just give me, what is that thing, Calgon, take me away. But I do get hungry, and I do get mean, and I do get um, angry, and I do get tired. But we as Christians who have the power of the Holy Spirit inside of us, we have to realize that we cannot just, we, it's not a game. It is not a game. We cannot say that we believe what the Word of God says and then not live it. And if if my worry is up, and it that means my trust is down. And if my trust is down, and I think that I have to understand every single detail about what every single person is thinking and about why why they said what they said and how come they how come they texted what they texted in. I'm offended because they didn't respond or they did respond. We have to be very, very careful because what we do is we make ourselves great prey for Satan. You know, uh, we have a new, well, she's not new now. She's a year old, Mocha. She's a bulldog puppy. And when she, which she's big now, she looks like she's grown, but she's still a puppy where she goes out and she chases. Well, When she runs down those steps into the backyard, if there's a really, really fast squirrel, that's very healthy and running around, she doesn't go after that one. She, If there's one that happens to have its leg a little off or, there, or it's hurt or it's a little bit weaker, that's who she goes after. And that's exactly what Satan is looking for. He is looking for the moms that are tired. He's looking for the moms that are angry. He's looking for the moms that are upset. So Let's not give him a a sign or a heads up. Hey, come pick me. Come pick me. No, let's realize that the easy way to this and the way to make our path straight, according to Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, and the way to have God direct every step we take is to trust him, to trust him, not to completely understand every single thing, not to get inside the, you know, we, we can't know the hearts and the minds of everybody else. We judge other people on ourselves, and we think when people react and respond in a certain way, we think we know why. We don't know. We don't know. We can't know what's, and I tell my husband that too, when people drive slow in front of them. What if they just got a phone call, or when they drive fast and, and are erratic? What if they just got a phone call that they their, their wife was in a car accident and they're trying to race to get to the hospital? We, which he always says, that's not what that was. He went out three times. He's already done this before. No, we have to be able to place our trust. We And I think really if we understood what the word trust meant, 
And I, and I often wonder, do we really trust God? Do we ha- is our faith, where is your faith? Where is your trust? Is your trust in your house? Is your trust in your 401k? Is your trust in your job? You know, with what's happened in America in the last two years and the way that we look like we're going right now, you better be really careful with what you put your trust in. Because if your trust is in anything other than God, it, it's being snatched away from us one thing at a time. One of the big parts of our story uh, for Love Him, Love Them, and the reason that we help in the country of Haiti is because we saw children in an orphanage in Haiti who didn't have anything to be grateful or thankful for. They really didn't even have anybody to trust. They lost their families in the 2010 earthquake. And literally, they had a joy of the Lord that shows exactly where their trust was. And that's what caused us to go to the country of Haiti and help. That's what. That's why we continue to this day supporting thousands of children there through our orphanages, our schools, our churches, our hospital. You have the opportunity to come alongside of us and, and help us help Haiti through lovehimlovethem.org. And I would invite you to do that. But the key to that is, Jesus says, come to me. How? Like the old farts in the church. Did I say that out loud? Yeah. Does it say, come to me like the mean adults that have a sour puss lick on their face? (laughs) No, he says, come to me like the little children. Why? Because their faith is there. When the children pray, we when we brought the children for the from one of the orphanages in Haiti here for the Haitian Orphan Children's Choir, and we sang up and down the East Coast, part of our service was we went out into the congregation and we prayed for people. And when we did that, it was very difficult to get the children to come back because once they started praying, they didn't want to stop. And I mean, I used to always say, when was the last time you had to ask your grandchildren to stop praying? We don't have that in America because in America, we have everything we, we, we need. Most of us have everything we want. We're not happy and we don't really pray. Prayer is a last resort or when we do pray, it's an obligation. It's something that we check off of a list. But when you're a child that's living in an orphanage in the country of Haiti, when you pray, that's your only source. That's your only answer. And you have to trust and have faith that that God, your father, is going to answer you. Because you know what? If he doesn't answer you, there's nobody else to come through. And that's the kind of faith and trust that we have to have. And if we have that, not only will we not grow weary in doing good, but we also won't grow weary because our faith and our trust will be in God and that will immediately take away our fear and our worry, just like the seesaw. And so that's my prayer for you today. If you have some concerns or if you are exhausted or if you are tired, I want you to really do what the scripture tells us and just search your heart and meditate and figure out what is it? What is it that has me upset? What is it that I'm not trusting God with in my life? I want to pray with you before we go. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just ask you for everyone that is under the sound of my voice right now, Lord, you would use the Holy Spirit to convict us and that you would take our weary hearts and our weary souls and our weary minds and you would remind us that we can place our faith and our trust in you. 
and you are the ultimate caregiver. You're the one that heals. You're the one that cares for us. You're the one that can give us that energy because that energy comes everything to you. Thank you, Father, for all that you do for us and the opportunities that you give us. In your precious son's name we pray. Amen.